in most states, the state legislature configures its own map and the congressional map every 10 years when the census numbers are finalized. Today, 15 states have created redistricting commissions, claiming that these commissions would be less political than state legislatures and that they would take the politics out of the process. The fact is that even in the states that create district maps by special commissions with tie-breaking votes, the process is still very political. These special redistricting commissions don't start out that way. Everyone makes great speeches about fairness and equity, but in the end, in every state that redistricts by commission, it is a political decision based upon party politics. Diane Carman, writing for the Denver Post 10 years ago, said, quote, getting the partisanship out of politics is like trying to take the sex out of pornography, unquote. Since the beginning of our nation, there was always gamesmanship. The most famous story comes to us from Massachusetts in 1812. Governor Eldridge Gerry, a patriot who was outspoken in his support for Samuel Adams before the American Revolution, takes the rap for the redistricting practice known as gerrymandering. Governor Gerry was the leader of the Democratic-Republican Party in Massachusetts. To prevent his opponents, the Federalists, from winning control of Massachusetts, Gerry supported a map that captured 29 legislative seats for his Democratic-Republican Party and only 11 seats for his opponents, the Federalist Party even though the majority of the voters in Massachusetts in 1812 were Federalists. The gerrymandering of Massachusetts gave a more than two to one majority to a political party that represented less than half of the voting population. Governor Gerry kept political control of Massachusetts by, in effect, rigging the map. Foul ball? Where were the courts? Why didn't they overturn this map? Up until 1964, when the Supreme Court of the United States decided Baker versus Carr, the courts tended to shy away from redistricting cases. Justice Felix Frankfurter in Colgrove versus Green in 1946 said, quote, Congressional reapportionment is an irreconcilable dispute of a peculiarly political nature, and the federal court does not have jurisdiction, unquote. Fortunately, the majority on the court held that the Supreme Court did have the right to rule on congressional reapportionment, but only in the most, quote, compelling circumstances, unquote. Sixteen years later, the Warren Court found, quote, compelling circumstances, unquote, when they held that there was invidious discrimination under the Equal Rights Clause of the 14th Amendment in the extent to which a state may weigh one person's vote more heavily than it does another's. The federal courts have taken an active role in reviewing redistricting maps and promulgating guidelines to protect the concept of one man, one vote ever since. Even as the work of the state legislatures and commissioners conclude their deliberations and recommend new voting maps over the next several months, redistricting will remain in the news for years. There will be new issues that the courts will be called upon to decide and the political gamesmanship between the political parties will inevitably work its way to the judicial branch of government 
as their referee. Thank <laughs> you.